0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Hello everyone, and welcome to the first talk of the year and beginning of another week of five-part series. And, uh, what I'd like to do this week is to answer the question, what is the Dharma? And I'm hoping this uh, series will nice, create a nice foundation for what will follow, um, which isn't completely decided, but uh, I would like it to build on this. And um, and so Dharma is, uh, in some ways it's a very important, very central word in Buddhism, because it could mean Buddhism, uh, the Dharma, sometimes sometimes is synonymous with the word Buddhism. The word Buddhism is a kind of a modern Western invention. Um, it didn't really exist that in that kind of way, and as an ism word, um, in in Asia. In fact, uh, <clears throat> uh, even the word religion didn't quite exist, and so in some of the Asian languages, and when they had contact with the Western Western culture, they um, had to kind of invent a word for religion uh, to translate religion into their language, and uh, so the word dharma sometimes holds all of that, but dharma also has more specific meanings, and uh, and the and has even in the ancient times they said that it had a lot of different meanings, and um, and. Uh, 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 a list of three things that dharma means that's I think very evocative uh, from the ancient commentaries is that uh, it's all kind of uh, uh, words that are built on words that are built on verbs activities something dynamic and um, the first is uh, uh, pariyati uh, p-a-r-i-y-a-t-t-i and um uh, I'm not sure if it's one or two T's. And uh, pariyati uh, is usually taken to mean teachings. But it's based on a root word. that has to do with obtaining, receiving. And sometimes pariyati is understood to be the act of learning. So first there's learning, which is an activity. The second is patipati, patipata. Uh, patipati, patipati, uh, which is, means um, to practice. Which is also a verb, and the last one is adigama, which is uh, to obtain or to uh, attain something, to reach something. Um, so these are th- so here the dharma is three different activities, and and so when have something dynamic, not something static, that's being emphasized, and that dy- right now the dynamism of what dharma means, I would like to encapsulate that dharma means relatedness. The ancient way of saying it, back in the time of the Buddha, was uh, through a little slogan that goes, uh, whoever sees the dharma sees dependent arising. Whoever sees dependent arising sees the dharma. It's a powerful statement. Dependent arising means that things occur independent independence in other things. That things things are not independent, they don't self-exist, they don't just simply materialize in thin air for no reason at all, or no cause or no conditions at all. Um, They're always there because of uh, some some preceding condition, some uh, event, some occurrence, that then is the possibility for the next thing to occur. And um, so human life itself, is clearly dependent on many factors in the present moment and down through the ages that had to occur in order to, uh, to be this phys- physical and psychological mental life that we embody, we experience, we are. So, you know, we're, in some ways, who we are as human beings could be said to be 100% dependent on something else existing for us to be able to live, breathing, you know, it has to be oxygen. Uh, water. There has to be, water has to be on this planet. Uh, how did that happen? How did oxygen happen? Um, it was a condition that had to build over millennia, millions and billions of years, for it to be conditions right for what we have as human life. And those have to persist. And so, you know, you can go layers and layers of, uh, in the present moment, of things our lives depend on. And our psychological life, our inner life, is dependent on all kinds of things as well, and some of them might be hormones. And our biology affects our psychology quite a bit. Uh, what other? What happens in the world? Uh, and some people, their moods is completely uh, attached to, uh, connected to, wedded to uh, things in the world. What people do, what other people are doing. Um, or substances, how they feel. It completely dependent on having coffee or not coffee, or or um, drugs and not drugs, or alcohol and not alcohol, and and so how the mood and how we feel is, can be dependent on many things: so exercise and not exercise. And um, but it's in that dependency, in that not dependency in terms of like codependent, exactly psychological term, but uh, the the fact that things occur in relationships to other things occurring as well and that relatedness between things and that's how I would like to present this idea of uh, dependent arising today is it has to do with the relatedness Um, that Dharma is the relationship the relatedness between things that can be called things in fact in Buddhism uh, i think it's i uh, it's fairly it's a fair thing to say that there are no things in buddhism uh, there are only uh dynamic processes dynamic um occurrences events that are moving in and ac- in, ac- in action and in process and um and so um uh, so, or at least that's what Buddhism focuses on so much: is that dynamic aspect of life, and in terms of our psychological, spiritual, mental, physical life, it's very much caught up and caught up in, involved in uh, this whole dynamic world of relatedness and relationships that um, uh, everything occurs through. Partly because everything that happens, even if uh, happens through dynamic process, the dynamic activity of perception. So a mountain might not seem so dynamic. It might seem like a real thing that's there. It is changing slowly over time. But not much in my lifetime maybe. But um, uh, the perception of the mountain is a dynamic activity. And everything that we experience in the world goes through our perception. Deeper than our perception it goes through uh, our liking and not liking it, our, our sense of uh, this is pleasant or unpleasant, partly because uh, our evaluation of things. Uh, everything that goes to happen to us then goes through the way that the way that we know it. Do we know it with contraction and tightness and assertiveness and greed or generosity or without it? And so there's this whole dynamic world of things that happen in relationship to other things being there. And that is, that's the Dharma. Dharma is found there and uh, and then caring for it. Because that is also where bondage occurs, where attachment and tightness, where suffering occurs, is not, there's no inherent suffering that just kind of pops up in the universe like out of the blue. Um, suffering occurs in relationship to something else. It's a way of relating, it's a relatedness. And, um, And freedom is a shift in that relationship. So this idea that the Dharma is relatedness is a paradigm change from, I believe, how many people live their lives where they live their lives as if focused more on me, myself, and mine, what's happening to me, my ideas, my ideas of self, what's happening out there, who those people are, what they're doing. But there's a paradigm shift of appreciating what's happening between the people, or between us and the world, and nature and everything. That what's the relatedness? Also within ourselves, how do we relate to our inner experience? How are we relating to the outer experience? That's where the dharma begins to be discovered. And that is all to do with things which are fluid and dynamic. And because of that, um, they can be changed. Maybe not easily, but that's what dharma practice the practice of relatedness, the, pra- the practice of working with this whole notion of uh, things arise dependent on other things, is we can shift and change the relatedness, the, the, the dependencies, the dynamic, the dynamic quality of it, so that what supports our hearts, our minds, our our freedom uh, is more present than what supports attachment and clinging and and suffering. So it's a paradigm shift, and so you might try uh, stretching your mind to look at kind of an invisible world—the world between another person and you. What is the relationship that's being formed? Like, especially if you meet a stranger, maybe that's easiest there. What's that? Re- how's that relationship before you get to know them? Are you afraid of them? Are you cautious? Are you eager? Are you curious? That's a way of being in relationship. As you talk with a stranger, do you feel more like um, closed down and pulling back, or you feel more open and interested in, um, is there kindness, is there friendship going back and forth, or the opposite? What is happening in that invisible wor- world, kind of, um, that uh, maybe each one of you don't necessarily see, but maybe you can feel, maybe you can sense, if that relatedness between you was music, would it be beautiful music or not so beautiful? If it was color, would it be beautiful array of colors or this or uh, uh, unharmonious display of colors? How is that relatedness? So I would encourage you for today to look at this world that uh, has to do with how you are in relationship to all things including yourself what's the nature of that relationship and that is dynamic that is shifting and changing throughout the day and what kind of relating relatedness what kind of meeting does things outside of you have towards you how are things relating to you the air that you breathe how is it relating Is it you know you could say it's not relating at all, but it does have a relationship to you. What is that relationship? What is the relationship to the food that you eat? How does it impact you? And um, and maybe there's a way to, to, to do this paradigm shift here, that you really kind of are stretching yourself to be in the world from a very radically different perspective than how you usually go through the days the perspective of what is the relatedness that's going on right here? And how do you want to relate? What is the beautiful way of relating? So the dharma is, this, uh, is what arises in relationship. And if you can see how things arise in a related way, then you're seeing the dharma. You see the Dharma if you see how things arise in a related way. So thank you and we'll continue this topic of what is the Dharma tomorrow.